Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance and save by bundling auto and home. Hello and welcome to the League Art edition of the Foot Weekly Podcast. On this episode, we discuss the year of the Wissam, the Cyprian SBC again, and a League uh, Roundup. The Thinking Man's Ben Yedda, the Lucas Mora SBC, which Japes reviews, the Premier League's potential return, what to do versus time wasters, and where the 4-1-2-1-2, brackets 2, can actually be effective. Plus, is ping just a myth? I'm your host, Ben, and you'll hear all that and much more in this week's Foot Weekly podcast, brought to you by our supporters. And with me this week are some familiar faces. Well, voices, of course, as this is a podcast. Although, I did used to get to see our special guest back when Jamie was on. We used to try and do it on video. But it's fortunate we don't because this first guest is so devilishly handsome. It would be distracting. Japes, how are we? Yeah, I was like, you better be mentioning me there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit offended now, then. What's going on there? <laughs> uh, no, everything everything is good. Happy to be back on the pod and chatting about a really, really spicy League One League yeah, uh, team one, of the it? season. A lot of really strong cards. And about uh, Lucas, who I did, and I will tell you all about him. Mm, looking forward to that. And also looking forward to having you, Matt, for trading back on the pod. Welcome back, Matt. Thank you very much, Ben. I'm not as devilishly handsome as uh, as Japes, <laughs> but uh, what can I say? Yeah, it's been a, a busy team of the season so far, period. A lot of weekend league, a lot of packs. So yeah, I'm yeah. excited to be back on. Yeah, and a couple of people keen to hear about this 4-2-3-1 with high depth you've been rocking. So we can uh, we can hear about that hopefully at some point as well. But first of all, let's talk about League Arm because I have to say, I don't know whether you'd agree, Japes, just a, on a top level 
look at the team. I think it's the best league, in my opinion, so far. Yeah, I think it's probably the most well-rounded league so far with the most, uh, shall we say, usable, I guess, players. I I don't know. It's some really great values in there, Mm. but also some extraordinarily meta players and which their prices are very much indicating that. So no surprise there. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah. What do you think about this team, Matt, in terms of value? Because, you know, you're obviously across the market quite a lot. I mean, this team's actually quite expensive in terms of the overall total value compared to some of the other ones. But you've got sort of three cards in there who are carrying most of that value. Maybe yeah, four, definitely. I think it's it's a lot sort of driven by hype. You know, all throughout Team of the Season, people have been putting out posts on Twitter, Instagram, you know, or Neymar and Mbappe, Ben Yedda. That is the sort mm. of main trio that people have been talking about. And I think that sort of has reflected in their price. You know, you've got a Ben Yedda now at around about sort of 5.75 million coins, you know, up around 6 million coins. Like, it's one of the most expensive non-icon cards in the game. You know, you could get a, a Team of the Year Ronaldo for that price pretty much so i think it's it's really sort of driven by hype a lot of people you know would he be as good as the team of the year cr7 i'm not so sure but i think people at this stage they've they've seen all the twitter posts all the instagram posts it's all been sort of driven out of control really and and he's just a a ridiculous price now it is interesting because he had a pretty crazy card last year ben yedda which was he wasn't 97 rated. He was 93 rated. I but... mean, headers headers also existed last year. So we'll yeah, that is actually true. Right yeah, now. <laughs> smaller, smaller players were not so much of a thing last year. But, you know, it was still a very good card, especially as I would say the overall quality of defenders probably wasn't quite as high as this year anyway. Mm-hmm. He was still really good. But because, you know, he's five foot seven and he's not super strong, he's always going to be somewhat limited. And for me, one of the things that has always made him so good is not actually necessarily the stats that he has, but just sort of his build, his five-star weak foot, obviously, four-star skills. And I kind of think now, I don't know whether I would struggle against him in the same way that I would struggle against, say, his player of the month when it actually came out, Mm. when it was actually one of the better cards around at that time. Whereas now, I mean, there are so many extremely quick, extremely agile centre-backs. James, I don't know whether I'd be as scared about coming up against this card as perhaps I was the player of the month back when it came out. No, I'm, I think you're still scared. I think it's and the reason I say that is because when I come up against player of the month, Ben Yetter, he still scores on me. Well, yeah, <laughs> Even true. with my team of the season center backs, he's just one of those cards that it just doesn't seem to matter. He's got that sticky knack for keeping control of the ball and just popping up in the right spot and finishing things that you feel like, well, should he really be finishing that? And mm. I, so I don't know. He's just, he's one of, he's, he is perhaps the, for me at least, like the defining card of FIFA 20. Yeah. Going back to his gold card, I think when people, you know, when you think of past FIFAs, there's always a card maybe that jumps out at you as it being a like defining iconic card. And I think he is that card this year. It's just rare that you end up seeing that iconic card pulled all the way through from their gold card to a truly outrageous team of the season card. Yeah. It is really interesting as well because this year the card that everyone is actually scared of is a 97 rated team of the season but not many people are going to have this card because it's 4.5 million coins and actually Noss's question here is what are your thoughts on team of the season Ben Yedda's transfer value based on current market value would you rather have that team of the season Ben Yedda birthday Mbappe who's about 4 million 
team of the season Mbappe, who's three million, uh, or you could even throw into the mix some of the other players like Ronaldo, who's around that price too. Matt, what, what are your thoughts on the price? I mean, is this just inflated currently? Is it going to drop, or and and where do you think he he kind of ranks amongst those players? Well, that's the thing. Like he's. Like if this was at the start of team of the season and we got this Ben Yedder card, I'd have said, right, yeah, he's he's too inflated. He's going to definitely drop as you get more and more sort of high level team of the season cards coming into the game. But we've we've had all the top tier cards now, and he's still a lot more expensive than them. So I, to be honest, I can't see him dropping massively because you've already got those other options that theoretically should be sort of drawing people away from this card. Mm. That's um, a good point. So, yeah, in terms of the value, though, I mean, I've seen people putting out, like, the alternatives you can get to this team this season, Ben Yedda, and I was seeing people with, like, a, a 93 Cam Neymar, team of the season Mbappe, and the shapeshifter Ben Yedda for the same price as the team of the season <laughs> Ben Yedda on his own. So I think when you, you think you can get, you know, those three in place of the team of the season, I think it's it's no question, really. Like, you've, you've got to look at improving the team on the whole instead of just getting in that one player because i don't think there's going to be a major major difference really in like a, a 90 ben Yedder to this 97 you know this one obviously you know might turn a bit quicker might have a little bit of a better shot but in terms of the impact that you can have on a game i don't think it's going to be sort of an extra four and a half million coins worth of value yeah and i think the things that make him particularly good the ridiculously high dribbling shooting pace are not now things that are that exclusive to him and are found on a lot of Team of the Season cards. The five-star weak foot, four-star skills, not so much, but actually in this team, you have Atal, who has the same five-star weak foot, four-star skills, a similar build, high, high work rates, actually looks very similar. And the only thing with him is obviously the right wing, but he has much better defensive stats and is more aggressive. So there's an argument to be made that if you can get him into Ben Yedda's position, then he's going to be a better option, actually, and for far cheaper, looking at 800 compared to, what was it, 4.5, 5.7 million. Yeah, well, I will say Atal also doesn't have outside-of-the-foot shot trait, which is one of those traits that makes a huge, huge difference for those broken near-post finishes. But Atal is a player that's worth discussing in his own right because he is quite possibly one of the most well-rounded players we've seen when it comes to having a player with five-star weak foot at the right wing position starting gives your op your squad a ton of different options out there and for those people that are fans of three back formations like he is the dream as an outside mid but obviously could do the job with 99 positioning and close to it finishing at striker at attacking mid you can play him anywhere you want and he'll be an absolute animal i'm hoping that i get him in red picks i really really am yeah, yeah, he's good as well. And I think the one limitation with him is you don't have that many players to link him with. But we have just had the flashback SPCs for Cyprian. There's the regular one, the 88, and there's the 91 as well. It's a bit of a weird one, actually, because the 88 really doesn't look that much different to the League SPC version, which is out. So it's a bit odd that. But the premium does look like a, a very, very solid card and one that, you know, is a, is a great box-to-box player, has four-star skills. He's going to set you back only about 200, 250k, which is pretty decent. 
he's got medium medium work rates which a lot of people would not be a huge fan of i don't actually like the look of this cyprian card or mm. i don't hate him by any means and i think his price is probably fair but his like 82 reaction scares me a little bit um, yeah that's a good point just yeah. at this point like i feel like that's a bit of a letdown there but i i would say for anybody like if you're considering doing a cyprian just to get a tall on full chem like just play a tall on seven chem most of these team of the season cards on seven chem are fine. They're going to be perfectly fine. So Cyprian is not an SBC that I'll be doing because I don't like the only reason I would be doing him is because I would be hoping to get a tall and red picture, a tall into the squad. And Cyprian is going to be a worse option than some of the other team of the season option. Like you could use Awar on seven chem and be totally fine, you know, or even like he could be on 10 chem and a tall on seven chem and, I think yeah, that would yeah. probably be a better option than using Cyprian. You've also got the fact that it's important to remind everyone the four five one is always there for your minimal links to a right mid, so you can you know have Lala who looks really good right back, and this team looks very solid, and you can put him at right back, and you can have sort of an icon at centre mid or another league on player who's French to link things up. I mean, there's quite a lot of different options, and I think although I was saying that it's a good card uh, for two hundred two hundred fifty k, I think considering the kind of teams that some people might have out there, it's maybe not worth doing that Cyprian. Um, but what I did want to move on to was the squad overall. And we've chatted about a few more specific names and some of them very expensive. At the cheaper end of this squad, Matt, have you got any players that you particularly like? I wouldn't say it's it's necessarily cheap at 500k, but that Renato Sanchez, hmm. I, I really do like the look of that. I think... If you're looking at sort of an all-round box-to-box centre mid or even a, a more attacking CDM in a 4-2-3-1, I think he ticks all the boxes. You know, 94 agility, 99 balance. He's got you know, that five foot nine build. So, you know, nice center, low center of gravity is good for sort of those quick turns. I think he does everything for me. And, you know, as a link sort of like to your Neymars and Bappes and also to that CR7, you know, it's mm. a nice sort of you know, link between leagues. Um, and yeah, 500k, it's, it's not bad value. You know, you consider the cost of, you know, like a, a Frankie de Jong, which a lot of people like to run, you know, it's not that, not that different. So yeah, I think he's probably someone that I'd be looking to to get in my red picks, you know, hopefully if I if I pack him as well, we'll definitely try and get him into the team. But um, other than that, you know, you know, a Simeon's not bad, but, you know, it could be a little bit better if he had four-star skills like his Future Stars version. Um, Lala, really good right back. Um, in terms of the other cards, you know, Marquinhos, not a bad centre-back, but... Not a bad. Oh, I think I think, I think Marquinhos looks amazing. I really, really. When you compare him to the other Brazilians you've got, though, like, a lot of people have Edem Militao. Like, if you're linking is, him yeah, with Ed Melatau, yeah. really good option. But I think if it's one or the other, I think a lot of people would go with Melatau instead. But yeah, other than that, Depay, really like the look of Depay. I've heard a lot of really good reviews on him. Even though he does only have three-star weak foot, apparently people are just saying that he's he's broken on that right foot anyway. And the skills feel really good. There's a lot of good value sort of all around the park with Lee Gun, which is really nice. It's not all just about the top three. Totally agree. And actually, you know, there's a couple of cards that people probably overlook because they're at the lower end and they have some limitations like you're saying about the pie with his three-star wheat foot but he does have that really really good strength 
and some of his stats are just wild and you don't see on on many attacking players in that sense so he, he does look really good and he isn't that expensive and then Di Maria as well he does actually have three star week for this card rather than the two yeah. which is a slight improvement and his stats are, are just crazy I mean he's a player although he doesn't have the best defensive stats they are actually kind of acceptable so you could probably play him you know as a box to box left mid if you want in a, a three at the back or something and he, he'd be okay uh, so that, yeah there, there is a, a good mix of values and quality in this team which which works quite well japes uh what are your thoughts uh, for me what is his name uh the cm from montpellier uh teji teji sevenier yeah, yeah is the possibly the best value cm in the game at the moment mm-hmm. um, Damn, yeah he's really good four he star, has four star, yeah. 99 aggression four star four star with an engine, he's 99 agility. His default 99 balance, mm. 99 shot power, perf maxed out passing. A default 99 interceptions and 89 standing tackle. Like I, mm. I truly, truly believe this is like a card that will catch people off guard. Yeah, for 90k on PlayStation is a truly, truly special value. That if you end up doing some League One upgrade packs. I think he's going to be packed quite a lot and mm. a player that has great French links that's easy to get into squads and just like a three-man midfield, a two-man midfield. You want to play him out wide, play him out wide. I, I just think he is unbelievable. If you put an anchor on him, he's going to get 99 standing tackle as well. So I, I just think he, mm. in the current meta, he's a small, he's 5'7", so he's going to be quick and nippy with that 99 aggression. I, I think he's a just an outstanding value yeah this is 96 rated center mid with the maestro chem as well so yeah 97 with engine 97 with engine there you go yeah really really good card uh there, there are many good cards in this i, I like that league uh, i think it's definitely been one of the better leagues and i thought syria a was a bit lacking so this has done well to bring it back a little bit um still some proper stinkers in there though right uh, <laughs> just to make sure you don't get all good yeah picks, but Abdel Hamid, you know, Slomani, not cards that anybody's ever going to get excited about. But, you know, I even think they gave Verratti a nice pace boost, and I think he would be fun to use if, you know, you've got an Italian side or, you know, I guess you're a huge PSG fan. But I I certainly plan to go, shall we say, ham on the upgrade packs for League One Mm. because I think it's just a great, great option for upgrade packs. I'll be curious to see what they put out, but going to try to go big for it. Yeah, and... uh... Are we finished up on this league, do we think? Anyone want to add anything before we move on? As long as I don't get Rajkovic, Abdel Hamid and Benjamin Andre in my elite pack this week, that's that's all I'm asking for, you know. Anything above 92 rating, I'm happy. And uh, well, I think we've done league on now. There is a question here about an SBC that Japes did over the weekend. Pace of a Tortoise says... Next time Japes is on the pod, can you ask him why the hell he would use all of his untradables <laughs> on Lucas when he already has untradable tots Rickarlison? Insanity. So, one, I don't like being dug at like that. It's not <laughs> insanity. You take you take that back, Mr. Tortoise. Now, because I have Richarlison, that is all the more reason to do Lucas. Mm. Because Richarlison is untradable and he is one of the most difficult players to link and get on full chem. And I would argue Richarlison doesn't need to be on full chem, but he's better if he is. There, There's like a, a slight 
an arguably noticeable improvement with a little bit of extra chemistry boost on Richarlison. But Lucas gets him to full chem very, very easily. So I think that's a win to do that. You also, Lucas gives you a full chem Hongmin Sun if you want to with that like 4-5-1 or with the 4-3-3 very easily. So I think he solves a lot of linking problems. But when I, for me, when I looked at Lucas's stats and I thought back to, you know, we talked about Ben Yedder earlier and what a dominant card that 83 card was for him. Shapeshifter's Lucas, really solid. Mm. And his 83 card back in the day, also a terror and really solid. And so to me, this was like a, Mm, you're getting a really, really spicy five-star weak foot version of a card whose body type, whose movement, a lot of the factors that, you know, you really just can't do anything about this late into the game. He has a lot of those things. The only thing that this card is missing from being truly elite is the outside the foot shot trade, maybe finesse trade as well. But those are the only two things that the card's missing. And so I had a bunch of untradeables that I've done throughout the course of the year or gotten in picks or that were just sitting in my club. And when I looked at it, to be able to get Richarlison in super easily with chemistry, get Lucas in super easy with chemistry, I this was like a no-brainer for me. And so I played a bunch of the weekend league. There's like before and after Lucas in weekend league. And my team changed a little bit. I ended up originally taking team of the season, Aubameyang out of the squad and bringing Lucas in. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I ended up deciding that that team of the season, Aubameyang is quite possibly my favorite attacker that I've used this mm. year and is just a brilliant, brilliant card and brilliant finisher. And he was too important into the team. So I ended up actually taking Hungman's son and Salah out of the team and going with Coutinho and Lucas as their replacements. And I don't regret that for a second. Lucas has a where Hungman Sun lacked in popping up in big games at important times, Lucas did not. And mm. he seems to have that intangible movement in the final third. This Lucas card would be on the same level as Neymar, perhaps like without the five star skills and the shooting traits, but like he is, don't do not sleep on this card. And if you're a Spurs fan, a Brazilian fan, a Premier League fan, I don't regret doing Lucas at all. I was wondering when you did him whether you would feel that he was worth it because you know it's a lot of money to put into untradeables, but obviously, you know, if it fits your team, there's always a good argument to do something like that. What I was surprised about actually. Well, actually, I wasn't surprised because this is unsurprising. Everyone was complaining about the price on the SBC. And people were saying, oh, it's, it's just ridiculously overpriced. But actually, Matt, it didn't seem that bad when you compare it to a lot of uh, SBCs we've had this year. And the fact that this is a, well, it is a million coin player because you look at Rick Arlison and he's the same price. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think yeah, as you say, a lot of people were sort of comparing it to, you know, the the two three four hundred k sbcs we've had of late so obviously when you get a 1.1 million coin sbc everyone's gonna be like oh this is this is ridiculously expensive in comparison to what you've had recently but as you said if you compare him to you know the likes of richarlison i think that's his sort of closest comparison it's not that different in price you know if this card was released in the premier league team of the season as a tradable player I don't think he would have been much less than a million coins. You know, five-star weak foot, as you say, 99 agility, 99 balance, that perfect body type for this year. I think, you know, especially when you consider the amount of fodder that people have in their clubs with all the red picks and all the upgrade packs they've been doing, 
you know, you can probably cut the cost down of this SBC, you know, a considerable amount. So I, I don't really, I don't really have many, many problems with the price. I think it's a, it's a quite a well-priced SBC for the point of the year that we're in. It, well, I was going to say cutting him down, like with all the untradables, I ended up spending like 100k to do him. And quickly, I want to address because people are like, oh, I only spent 100k to do an SBC. Well, it's the 100k that I spent of my coin value and then also the opportunity that I lost to do many of the other SBCs because I used all of those high rated cards in my club. So it's not just the 100k output. It's all of this the opportunity for future SBCs. So I still like in my mind you still spend the million coins or whatever. It's just a little bit different how it impacts your bottom line. Yeah. And actually here's a here's a question which leads on from this. Pobius is asking, is it better to never buy or do special card SBCs until TOTS time, as they always get a better card, i.e. Lucas and Cyprian? Well, I guess this is an interesting question because it's one of those things where you're like, well, do you want to have fun or do you want to not have fun until team of the season? Because in my view, it's all about balancing the two, right? You want to make sure that you have the coins and value in your club in order to be able to enjoy team of the season. But at the same time, you don't want to prohibit yourself from enjoying the game or being competitive throughout the rest of the year so it's all about weighing it up yes sure i guess if you're being extremely cynical maybe you would i think actually matt you do this uh you would build up until team of the year maybe with your coin total and Mm. then basically go liquid for a while so that you have all those coins come team of the season you can then buy a ridiculous team right yeah i think i think the the key when answering this is the power curve like the power curve of the game if you have you know an sbc coming out in the first two weeks and say it's 200k but the player that you could get will carry you through until team of the year you're still getting a good two three months of value out of that card so in that in that sense it's probably a good idea but you know i I hate seeing these people where they they do they see i don't know an average at best card come out but it's got half decent stats and they put 200k into it. They use it for a week and then, I don't know, like another team of the season squad will come out and they don't use it. So it's just about avoiding those situations. You just got to be smart with your coins. You know, Mm. a lot of people, when that player of the month, Ben Yedda came out there asking, oh, is it worth getting, getting him in? You know, he's going to get a team of the season, you know, at some point throughout the year. But people that use that card, they got a good, a good, amount of use out of him and they probably you know got a few extra weekend league wins you know maybe got some extra rewards so you start making your money back if you start getting in these SBC players that are at the top of or ahead of the power curve of the game at the time so I think yeah you just gotta try and weigh up how much impact that player is gonna have at the point you are at in the game you know are there better tradable options you know we've been we've been through all of that or those sorts of decisions um, a lot this year. But yeah, I think definitely something to take into account for FIFA 21. You know, don't be one of those guys that does all the SBCs and has no coins come team of the season. Yeah, just try and be try and be smart. Be frugal with your coins. That's, it's a great point, Matt. And I think, you know, with like that, you mentioned the player of the month, Ben Yedder, and you think about it and uh, or even like the uh, Bernardo Silva, I think was a good example um, of one of those cards, like the ones that are a little bit of an investment, but are going to be good on the power curve for a month or so. And mm. if they're improving your finish by a couple wins here or there in weekend league, I think you ask yourself, like, would I like to use this card 
for, say, if you're using them for a month, 120 games worth of weekend league. And how much is that going to impact my coin total long term? Mm. Like, what will that mean? And will it improve my finishes? And I think oftentimes the answer for a lot of these SBTs, if they fit your squad and they in many ways fit the meta, the answer is going to be, yeah, that is a worthwhile SBC to do if you can make it work with your team. And so I think for me, Lucas is one of those. And we talk when we talk like power curve here with Lucas, certainly there are some outrageous team of the season cards. But did you know that there are only four cards in Ultimate Team this year that have a five-star weak foot as well as four-star skills, or at least four-star skills, and a default 99 agility and 99 balance yeah, rating. That's true. And mm-hmm. one of them is Lucas. One of them is the new team of the season, Ben Yetter. The other two are Moses Simon and Francis Amuzu, the Anderlecht uh, League SBC. Mm. But Amuzu and Simon have, uh, I'll call it like a plethora of other issues in terms of their stats, where there are serious, serious gaps in there and a tricky amount of links. So the the only card that has those stats is Ben Yetter and a card that's going for 4.7 million coins more than him mm. at the moment. So I, I for me, I, I don't I don't have a problem with the price of this SBC. I think you get what you pay for here. Uh, and he is easily a 1 million, if not 1.5 million coin player. Mm. Mm. I think it's, it's hard to win with this because if EA had made this SBC 500k, the amount of people that would have had this card and then you you can just picture the tweets, you know, come yeah. next weekend, like, oh my god, every squad I face has got Lucas in. Oh my god! So this is a this is a premium good. This is a, a luxury good, as you say, James. Like it's a million coin card. You should have to pay a little bit to get this quality of player into your team. No, I agree. That's a good point. Um, we're pretty much done with the league, aren't then? I think, and we covered the SPCs as well. There were two players who made it into uh, objectives: Alexander Golovin, who looks all right not anything special and Adrissa Garnagay who actually does look pretty good I have to say and the problem in Ligue 1 is the lack of good PSG centre mids I think for link reasons and uh, he definitely helps with that I don't know whether any of you have any strong opinions on that gay card he looks quite good Mm -hmm. I think those are the two best objective cards Golovin even four star four star yeah that is true um, and really solid with an engine come so and not to mention with certain links to a 5.7 million <laughs> coin player. Yeah, if you need to scrimp and save because you've gone and bought that, yeah. then <laughs> do your Golovin and you Well, right. you know, what I'm saying is if you did take the option of selling the house to get yeah. this Ben Yedder card and you're like, how can I even get him in now? Uh, you just do the objective, which is not a hard objective to complete. Yeah, no, very true. And the Drissagon Gay one is also relatively easy to complete as well for the quality of player on that. Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a second. So welcome to the break. And that 12,000 FIFA point giveaway will be announced in the Extra Time podcast out within the next 24 hours. You'll also hear Matt's 4-2-3-1 twist and me reviewing some very interesting and competitive off-league players. A reminder then that you can get that podcast and all Foot Weekly bonus podcasts over at the Patreon, which you can access via bit.ly slash morepod, bit.ly slash morepod, just $3 a month to sign up and get all that bonus podcast content, and the start of the month is the best time to do that. 
Right, let's get into this supporter goal of the month competition. And the first one was scored by Giannetti. Japes, do you want to take us through this one? Sure. I, it's it's a really nice sequence. He kind of plays it through ball and at, just inside the edge of the box, he just does an amazing flick up with Mbappe uh, that creates a volley on a platter for JJ Okocha to just smash it past the keeper. Um, just looks outstanding and amazing. And if Ben, you link it somewhere, I would say it is very much worth checking out because it just looks so silky, so smooth and so much fun yeah. when you're the person that scores a goal like that. So the second goal from Hunter, he does a McGeady spin, nice little dribble touch, and then a spin back inside uh, the penalty area by this point and slots it past the keeper. It's also a really, really nice goal. And a shout out to Hunter, who also submitted a goal for last month and came in in second place. Let's go into uh, the judgment then. Let's go to you, Matt. Whose goal here are you going to be choosing? Ginetti, who's the first goal that we had there, or Hunter? (laughs) I'll have to go with uh, Giannetti's wonderful flick up, then volley into the back of the net with JJ Okocha. Yeah, it is really, really nice. And Jakes, what about you? For me, it's the the Okocha goal for sure. It's just a sweet volley. It looks amazing. And the flick up is, it's it's well-timed and it's needed in mm. the instance when it's done. And so he, he does a, uh, a little bit of wizardry to, to find the right pass there. And it just comes off brilliantly and very, very enjoyable to watch. It is a, a beautiful, beautiful goal. So, Janetti, congratulations. You're the winner of 4,600 FIFA points. I won't get in touch with you directly. Get in touch with me because I don't want to ruin the surprise of you hearing on the pod. Uh, if you haven't got in touch after a week or so, then I will. Great. Well, uh, that was the goal of the month. As always, you can submit your goal of the month, score of the month, into footweeklypodcast.com slash competitions footweeklypodcast.com slash competitions right let's get into the second half whatever you're saving up for a cd from sandy spring bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate right now earn interest at 4.5 percent apy on an eight-month cd special or 4.25 percent apy on a 14-month cd special learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cd specials Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. Hello and welcome back after the break. Matt, it's been a while. How was that break for you? been good it has been a, a while as you say for the for the good old weekly pod breaks but that's uh, mm. that's certainly up there for me yeah had to actually do some work in that one actually with the uh you know goal of the month competition judging that's your first judgment on a goal of the month that you've done isn't it it, it certainly was and there yeah. are Controversial definitely some, some high quality goals in there i'm looking forward mm. to seeing what the future holds for the uh the competition yeah yeah, and uh, no, it's well worth checking out that page with all the past goals as well. Right, let's get into this then. The first thing I wanted to start with, not strictly a gameplay thing, but there will be some gameplay to watch because the Premier League is making a return on the 17th of June. We'll talk about that in just a second, but one thing that did occur to us during the break is that it's likely, isn't it, Japes, that the Bundesliga Player of the Month will be back, and that could be quite interesting. Yeah, I, you know, the question being like, will there be a Bundesliga Player of the Month? I think my... My gut would say yes, and just knowing uh, from my professional experience how a lot of these partnerships and contracts work on the back end, I'd assume that uh, the Bundesliga, it was important for them as part of the partnership with EA that there be a Bundesliga Player of the Month card released for every month that the Bundesliga is in session. And so with the Bundesliga back in session, I would assume that we see a Player of the Month card. And I really, really hope that EA 
uh, gets spicy. And, mm. you know, I, I hope they toy around with it a little bit. I really, really do. I think I've mentioned it a couple times on the pod that now with how goofy the release has gotten with COVID and how it's all uh, essentially worked out, like now is the time to test things and play with things. So maybe we see a five-star weak foot Bundesliga player of the month card, you know, depending on who it is or uh, the boosts are more indicative of the month that they've had and why they're receiving the player of the month card. So I, I really hope that they have a good time with it and release cards that are, you know, competitive at the point in the cycle that we're in at yeah. this point, because releasing like an 86 rated or an 84 or 86 rated Benjamin Pavar player of the month month card would just be like, pfft, yeah, you know, it would just fall so flat. So I, I yeah, really hope true. that they take that into consideration. Yeah. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because in the past, obviously team of the week has returned, you know, not far off the start of the new game and the cards haven't been anything to get excited about. It's just been a standard team of the week format. So, you know, hopefully these cards that do come out from this point onwards will actually be, you know, decent. And let's move on to some huge, huge Premier League news then. Um, Igalo extending his contract with Manchester United until January. <laughs> Pretty excited about that. But the big the big news itself is that the Premier League will be back. And the great thing about it is that it will come not long after Ultimate Tots. So there'll be plenty more kind of football to keep people excited and involved and live content coming out into the game, I would have thought, because of that. What do you think, Matt, in terms of Premier League returning we were just talking about there about the Bundesliga obviously but presumably if they're going to do team of the weeks and they're wanting people engaged around the game they're going to have to do something different to the team of the week to take advantage of the Premier League's return yeah definitely I think yeah if, if they start dropping sort of regular team of the weeks at this stage of the game it's it's going to fall on deaf ears no one's really going to care that much for it at all really so i think yeah if they if they start throwing in some some different boosts here and there you know maybe you know if someone scores a hat trick they actually give them like a a massive shooting boost you know i'd like to see mm. some cards you know with maybe just regular upgrades on five of the card stats but then maybe you just give them you know a massive shooting boost if they have a really good week for example just to sort of make something a little bit different at the at the latter stage of the of the year you know weak foot and skill move boosts as well that would help um, sort of change the meta a little bit or change the the sort of players that can fit into the meta a little bit um but yeah i think something something new's definitely got to come on that front to sort of keep the the new mm. team of the weeks fresh and interesting for the stage of the year that we're in yeah and i was suddenly thinking oh god what if this means they actually do put team of the week players into red picks uh, instead of instead of the team of the season players but i don't think they'll do that because they didn't do that last year i don't think yeah let's move on to a question actually very related to this Ironhidex says, when battling Captain Toxic in the weekend league, what is the best tactic for winning the ball back if they're intent on just playing the ball around in defence? I end up completely wearing my players out on high press and they have a counter late on. Japes, uh, you're pretty dominant on the ball, so you probably don't have this kind of thing happen too often. But when you do, do you have something you tend to do in order to, to press? So it's something I've talked about on the podcast quite a bit where I tend to run the player over uh, and kind of like sprint at the guy that has the ball and then quickly switch to one of my players that's close and try to get in front of a passing lane to just kind of fluster him a little bit and make him just pick a bad passing option. Now, I will say the best players that are extraordinarily composed on the ball, even if you're using team press, even if you're using overload ball side mm. to take away their easy passes, they're going to just find the pass back to the keeper or to their opposite fullback and break your press that way. Like if, if you're a great player 
possession-ish style player or great with the ball at your feet, you're going to be able to break the press 10 times out of 10. It's just the way the game functions. It's just how the game is. And, you know, I've talked about it, uh, maybe not a bunch recently, but it's something that's been on my mind. And I think something, Ben, that we'll probably devote perhaps a whole pod to in the future, but there's Mm -hmm. just not enough defensive like you're not rewarded for an aggressive style of defending this year. You're going to get yourself into more trouble than it's worth often. And there aren't enough defensive inputs to really counter the style of possession and slow buildup that's become so popular this year. So uh, it's something that I'll be glad to talk about and expand on uh, in the future. But for now, I think that's the mm. easiest way to uh, to leave it. No, I think it's a really good point. And if anyone has any thoughts on that, whole thing you know, the the defensive ai the i guess metas that are developed this year and how they'd like to see it change heading into fifa 21 then please do you know get your thoughts in maybe i know a lot of the priority questions come in via the discord but if you want to send in an email perhaps with a slightly longer thought on that then footweekly at mail.com is the place to send that and i think actually this is another question which uh, we have talked about before but I wanted to highlight it again just because there's a, a relatively straightforward response which I am always very keen to say. And Harris is asking, is there a formation that is best suited to play against the narrow 4-1-2-1-2? And as I always say, a three-at-the-bat formation for me works really well because you mark up those three attacking players, um, the triangle they have up top with your three centre-backs, and on the wings, especially if you play something like a 3 4 2 one you get overloads on their fullbacks who don't really have much cover. Um, I have to say, though, it is quite interesting. I've been trying out the 4-1-2-1-2 more recently, and if you're playing against someone who just wants to hold the ball, like I played against a guy who really just wasn't interested in actually doing anything vaguely dangerous, but just loved to keep the ball in front of my defence. And it was really awkward to get to him, because to be fair to him, he was very good at keeping the ball. He just wasn't very good at creating chances with it. And... One of the things that I did there was switch that for uh, one two one two, put my two strikers on drift wide. Uh, I think I had the cam stay forward. The midfielders, I think, had the central one to stay back, but they can be balanced and just absorb the pressure. Well, basically, don't give him any space to come through. And you know, this is, I guess, what what you play against when you're playing against to drop back. But by doing that, he couldn't pass through the center of the pitch, which for some reason was the only place he wanted to go. And I could quite easily exploit the fact that his fullbacks were coming forward with the strikers splitting and going wide. And it made it for an incredibly easy game against someone who was far better than I was at keeping the ball, um, but just wasn't creating anything with that possession. And I think that is the thing, you know, you do get these people who keep the ball, but they aren't necessarily going to be creating that many chances. And if you can hit them on the counter attack, then it is great. Obviously, playing drop back if you like I wouldn't recommend you know you don't need to be really deep because that just opens up you know pot shot opportunities basically but it seems to work quite well and I think the 4-1-2-1-2 does have uses in being very unique and creating some attacking options which people don't really expect but I have to say it's not something that I would stick to week in week out it's not something I'd use every game because I don't know about you Matt but I just find it incredibly boring to play the the patterns are just really similar all the time yeah four one two one twos especially against people that like to park the bus in the four two three one mm. yeah you just haven't got the options really to sort of play 
the way you need to against that sort of formation. You know, it's it's very, very difficult to try and go through the middle with those five central players. So yeah, you do need to try and utilize the wings a little bit more. And yeah, the four two three or the four one two one two, I should say, it just doesn't really have that width. Even with instructions, you know, it's not quite wide enough for what you need to break down those those drop back guys. So um yeah, I think that's that's why I think the the wide formations, as you say, even with a, a three four two one to get that wide overload's really nice. Um but obviously the four two three one with the wide cams as well, that's that's really what you need to break down those those guys in that very popular meta formation. And uh, I think one of the things I'd also say in terms of counter picking formations essentially is that the four two three one. I really have had a lot of success using those three one four two formations. I know Japes was using it, and it's not again something I'll use every game as my kind of go to formation. But against certain players who play the four two three one very narrow, again your centre backs and the CDM in front will pick up the forwards, and you just have so many options across the front. And the great thing about playing against the four two three one is, and and you'll know this if you played a four four two against it. The 4-4-2 does work quite well because it spreads out the centre-backs and defence and allows you to press the back four if they're trying to hold the ball. And with the 3-1-4-2, you do have that sort of 4-4-2 strikers and midfielders. That does seem to work really well. Right, final question then. Broadfield FC asks, what does the lag actually indicate in MS and is it real or just a hoax? Games never feel the same even with equal MS. Sometimes 18 gives me great gameplay, but the other day it gave me non-stop delay. I think this is an interesting point because MS is milliseconds and that should be the response time between your input and the server. And so I have this thing that EA, I think, I'm not sure if they're expanding it out to everyone yet, but they certainly wanted to expand it to more people where you can actually see your inputs instantly as you do them on the controller and then you know, when it goes through to the server, there's a sort of separate line of controller buttons and those light up one after the other, I guess, because as it reaches the server, they light up. And definitely if I have issues with ping, I actually see that the delay does have an impact on when the input's being received by the server and it has an impact on the screen as well. But I know what he means here because I will play, say, a 12 MS game and it'll feel great and I'll play a 12 ms game and it'll be terrible so i think there is well i don't know it'll be terrible but i'll feel a bit of delay so i think i can see what he's saying here that you know you do get a bit of variety even amongst that ping but i would say make sure you're waiting on the screen when you're loading into games because sometimes it'll say 12 ms but then you know like 10 seconds later or five seconds later even it'll jump up to like 38 or 50 and back down again and worse than say being on 25 ms solid would be being on 12 ms and it going up to like 30 or 40 just even for a few seconds every 30 seconds that would be really awkward to play on because there just isn't any consistency to it so i would just wait a bit and make sure it's not doing that and the other thing is that when you connect to the ea servers that is when you are connected to a server somewhere so if you feel like your connection is being a bit weird, do disconnect yourself from even just the EA servers by turning off your internet on your console or whatever and then reconnecting because it might connect you to a better server so you get a better or more consistent ping. Have either of you got anything to follow up on that, Matt? I, when people always talk about like lag and, and delay, I, I always bring up the point of delayed gameplay versus bad gameplay because... 
I feel like there's two sort of separate things that go on. There's like there's your like typical delay, which is like how fast like your inputs go through to the server, like yada yada yada. And mm. there's just bad gameplay where you'll have a game where like all your inputs will go in fine, like it'll be it'll be responsive, but it'll just be slow. Mm. I, I can't like your passes will be you know responsive, but the the ball will just travel slow, and like your players will just turn slowly, and like I don't know. I feel like there's still a little bit of like that sort of no man's land in the the fuck community where you know people just have that you know maybe spout of bad gameplay where you know things just aren't going their way and they mm. can they they sort of bring up the whole point of delay and lag whereas in actuality you know it's just i don't know i, I don't know whether I, I know a load of people i talk to that you know a few pros and that they experience sort of the similar thing where like they'll have you know a good ping but they're just the game will just feel a little bit a little bit slower than usual and uh yeah i, I want to i want to get to the bottom of it i want to know what's going on yeah it is a shame because as so many people say and they're right you know you get good gameplay where it's nice and smooth and you know the game is good and actually the difference between trying to press someone when you have slightly delayed even slightly delayed even just a you know it feels like a slight button press is a few milliseconds late can feel so much harder to put pressure on a player than it is without that delay so i think it is really really important to enjoyment of the game just because there are certain situations where you're really significantly disadvantaged, like trying to win the ball back. So yeah, that's an issue. James, I think you always say that your connection feels fairly consistent, but yeah, and I still stick by that. I I won't. I guess if the ping looks like crazy low or it's bouncing around a lot, I won't play. But if it stays pretty consistent, seventy five or under, I just play, and it seems fine more often. Oh wait, than not. so your ping is seventy five? Uh, it can go anywhere from like twenty to seventy five or so. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I, I get consistently like 12 to 14. So I guess maybe that's why it may be consistent for you because if it's above a certain point, it might just feel more solid. If you say you have games where you're on 12 and then when you're on like 30 something or bouncing up and down around 12 to 30 something compared to being say consistently between like 20s, 30s, that might actually be less less of a problem. But it's actually quite interesting as well because you're do really well in weekend league but that's actually a relatively high ping i'd say people always like mention it on my stream and they're like you're gonna play that and i'm like yeah that's that's cool and then i this it's the same people that are like how do you get such crisp smooth gameplay mm, got me thinking we do need to do that connection pod again get into some lag compensation theory all that to come soon i'm sure for now though if you want more podcast content you can get that in the extra time pod which has matt's twist on the 4231 and plenty of exciting off-league players for reasonable prices from me for now though it's time to say goodbye and i should actually say forgot to mention this at the start but alex the fifa analyst was going to come along but i had an issue with his mic so couldn't record uh we did have him in for a little pre-pod discussion and then we realized there was going to be a problem so thanks very much alex for coming along anyway and sorry listeners for not having his wisdom this week hopefully these other two did the job. Uh, Japes, a huge thanks for coming along this week, as always. Uh, it was my pleasure, Ben. And uh, where can people find that hyping gameplay? You can find me on twitch.tv slash airjapesfifa, or you can find me on Twitter at airjapes. Fantastic. Thanks very much, Japes. And Matt, where can people catch that uh, 
50,000 follower Twitter account. You've got, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just Matt Foot Trading on Twitter. We put loads of uh, content and uh, various rants on there as well. I'm sure a lot of people will be interested to see that. And uh, obviously all the pack pulls from Team of the Season as well. Yeah, you do that. a lot of those upgrade packs. <laughs> you got to, you got to. It's Team of the Season. And uh, best of <laughs> luck to, to you, Jokes. I know you're doing a lot of the League One upgrades this week. And uh, to all the listeners as well, best of luck for packs this week yeah and of course good luck to anyone playing ultimate tots weekend league this weekend should be some interesting red picks the following week and interesting to see who gets into that team all that to discuss next week of course as a supporter you don't have to wait until next week because the extra time podcast is on its way and may even be out by the time you're listening to this if you aren't supporting the pod and you would like to then the start of the month is the best time to sign up of course and you can do that over at bit.ly slash morepod for just $3 supporting the pod, keeping it going and getting loads of great perks in return. bit.ly slash morepod. Right, all that's left for me to say is a huge thanks to all you supporters and to those icon patrons. Dave B, Alan G, Hunter B, Thomas, Alistair, Martin M, Chris W, Matt L, Anthony R, DJ FIFA Player, David S, Hugh J, Robbie S, Tom B, Paul S, Yannick H, Stephen F, Andrew L M, Nick Jack M, Christopher R, Damon H, Tenacious C, Jonathan P, David H, Harry P, Paul, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Adam W, Pobius, Jeff B, Andrew T, Lee A, Jordan W, Rich T, Roger D, Dan W, Jason B D, Matt H, Alexander H, Dean M. Sam B, Alan M, Savage P, at Pace of a Tortoise, and Sam MG. A huge thanks again for your support and making this podcast possible. I'll catch you on the next one. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.